All right, welcome back to Feels Like Sunshine podcast where we get to come together and just take some time to acknowledge, name, maybe take a step back, breathe, recognize, and honor all of the things in our lives that feel like sunshine, hoping to empower us, to inspire us to live our most authentic and truthful life. Today and the next few weeks here, we're going to talk about this, I don't know, myth I think we all believe about exhaustion and how we particularly as women wear it as a badge of honor and how we can identify that, name it, and what we can do to fix it because exhaustion is definitely not a badge of honor and we are literally killing ourselves. There's actually statistics out there that we're literally killing ourselves trying to do all of the things. So how can we tackle that and support and love one another through the process? This week, we're going to take the focus talking about sleep specifically. I'm really excited. I love, 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 love to sleep. So it's really cool when the data and the research aligns with that, what we can do, how we can do it and get all of the things done in our never ending to-do list and how to find balance in it all. So thanks for listening. I'm glad you guys are here and let's snuggle up, listen in, and hopefully improve our quality of life and celebrate sleep and what feels like sunshine. Here we go. So I've been thinking a lot about this lately and trying to just figure out the why and where it all started about how we just, gosh, I gotta say generally as a society, glamorize overworking and exhaustion and how come we often wear this like a badge of honor, like we're like these like super warriors and incredible heroes for just being exhausted and busy and tired all of the time and how do we recalibrate and bring that back to our heart center and figure out how to how to just get back to what's healthy and good and right and what feels like sunshine and so as i was thinking about this topic i really thought that it would just be one concept and one conversation that we would have together about exhaustion and this badge of honor this perception that it's badge of honor and as i started to dive into it and do some prep work and reading and thinking and reflecting i found that there's so many layers and complexities a lot like what we do with life right there's so many layers and complexities to it that i thought you know sleep just feels good and it's good for us but we often overlook it as one of the most simple but also most tricky things that we can do to improve our health and to help us just to be at our most optimal level of living our most authentic life and so today we're going to talk about it and if you have ever heard these quotes we've all probably heard these quotes and i've actually been guilty of saying them you can sleep when you're dead or sleep is for the weak you snooze you lose how many times have we heard that or said that no rest for the wicked. <laughs> Money never sleeps from some of our movies or just all of the things that we say or believe in. It's interesting that by hearing those, by saying those, by those being out there, how that just becomes somewhat subconsciously embedded into our minds of 
what we need to do and how we just don't value sleep or how about those people and I've heard them maybe maybe it's you that I'm speaking to or maybe you're good friends with someone or maybe you live with someone who says I don't I don't actually need sleep I can function on three or four hours of sleep that's how I've always been like I'm fine that's just how my body works well friends I hate to say this to you but I, I have to call you out on your bullshit here because that's just not true. In fact, if we look at the statistics and even the nerdy part of me that dives into the research on brain scans, we know from the research, from the science that we cannot argue, sleep does impact you and that there is a healthy amount of sleep that we must get as adults, that we must ensure that our children get and that if you're an educator or in healthcare that our people that we get to serve are able to get in fact brain scans show that if you are not getting the proper amount of sleep or you're sleep deprived that it actually can have a 33 in percent increase in dementia and it actually can age your brain as by as many of three to five years. And I don't know about you, but as I'm 45 years old and getting older and I'm starting to notice things happening as I get older, those three to five years are a really big deal. Now, if you're listening and you're 18 or 25 or 30 or what have you, and you're like, oh gosh, I'm fine. Let's be fine. Five years, no big deal. Trust me. (laughs) When people say it's a big deal, it's a big deal. We also know just from the science that Lack of sleep or sleep deprivation can actually lower your IQ. So it can actually literally make you less smart. It impacts your memory. It impacts your attention and slows that down. And honestly, it also, the research is showing that it can increase your mood swings. So not only can lack of sleep impact that short term, but it also can long term. So we all know that if we don't sleep well, we can be a little more crabby or a little less patient or our mood swings can be a little more erratic. But if this is something that you experience regularly, it can impact that in a more long term chronic a basis and we just don't want that to happen. The Hopkins uh, Medicine Institute actually shared these statistics, which kind of freaked me out. 6,000 fatal crashes a year are related to drowsy drivers. 6,000 fatal, like literally life-threatening. One in 25 adults right now this month have fallen asleep while driving. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. There actually is a 36% increase in colorectal cancer. Now, I don't understand the science or the connection behind that, but just seeing that, a 36% increase just from sleep deprivation. There also is a three times the rise of type 2 diabetes in those that are sleep deprived, 48% increase in the development of heart disease. And those that have lack of sleep or sleep deprivation are three times more likely just to catch the good old-fashioned common cold. And I just, holy moly, I talked about mood swings, how that can impact those with sleep deprivation have an increase in anxiety, depression, and even suicidal thoughts. They're more likely to do what's called micro-sleeping, which we kind of talked about, falling asleep in like short seconds where the person doesn't realize it very very dangerous particularly if you are driving or doing something that requires an increase of intention it actually can deplete your immune system leaving you more prone to illness it also fascinatingly enough has a 50 percent increase in weight gain and how that works it's 
crazy to me. When you sleep, your brain increases a hormone called leptin. And leptin is actually the hormone that tells your brain when it's had enough food. So it literally helps your brain to think, nope, I don't need to eat this. It, It helps you to regulate how much you should and should not eat. When you don't sleep or when you have lack of sleep, it increases the hormone of ghrelin. I'm not sure if I'm saying that right. It's G-H-R-E-L-I-N. And that is actually an appetizing, an appetent stimulant. So when you have lack of sleep, that hormone increases. So the less sleep you get, the more the hormone ghrelin gets. And it tells you that you're hungry more. Also, when you're awake more, you're more likely to eat more. And I don't know about you, but if I'm awake more, particularly in the evening or later hours, I'm more likely to snack and not make those choices for healthy food. So it's just, it's really, really fascinating how this works. And kids specifically, it's really important that they get that sleep because speaking of hormones, it helps them to grow in a healthy way. So families, if you've got young ones, make sure that you're getting that sleep. Here's the guidelines. The CDC gives you some guidelines for recommended sleeps. Newborns, it's 14 to 17 hours of sleep a day. Infants, 12 to 15. Toddlers, 11 to 14. Preschoolers, 10 to 13 hours. School-age children should be 9 to 11. I know as an educator that is not happening in most of our children. Teenagers, 8 to 10 hours. Again, I can say that's not happening in most of our children. There was a 2015 study, I think, which is actually a really long time ago right now, but 87% of American teens do not get the amount, the proper amount of sleep. And then adults, anywhere from seven to nine hours of sleep. And I know personally as an adult, I, I struggle with that. So the question is this, I just rattled off all kinds of numbers, all kinds of statistics, all kinds of reasons. And you're like, okay, yada, 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 Jen, like all the reasons why we should be sleeping. We all probably know that, right? I didn't really realize until I did some research how critical and how literally getting the right amount of sleep can literally save your life. Like when I say that out loud, I'm like, holy shnikes, that's a really big deal to have it literally save your life, but also how it can just improve your mood and your quality of life, which isn't that what we're all here for? Looking for ways, simple ways, life hacks. We're always looking for those life hacks to improve quality of life. And friends, it's really not that tricky. (laughs) It's just as simple as getting some sleep. Now, I know you're like, okay, Schultz, whatever. It's not that simple. Have you seen my to-do list? Have you seen my work schedule? Have you seen my family? Yep. We're going to talk more about that. We're going to dive into how we can find balance and alignment in our lives. But for now, how do we prioritize sleep and have healthy sleep hygiene so that we can live a life that feels like sunshine? So here's a few tips that I've learned personally, the hard way and the not so hard way. So when I've done, maybe done these things, kind of learned from experience and also in just some reading and some research around sleeping. So try to limit our naps. Naps I know feel good. I'm a big nap person. I remember in college, I would literally arrange my schedule so that I could take naps at certain times of the day, which was awesome. If you do need to take a nap, that's a sign that you're probably not getting the right amount of sleep. So limit them to not having naps after three o'clock. If you're napping after three o'clock, it's going to definitely impact your sleep hygiene for the night. You're probably not going to sleep it well, which starts that vicious cycle of 
napping and not sleeping well. The other thing that we know is super obvious, but we often forget about it or don't take it as serious as we should is caffeine. Limiting our caffeine intake makes a big difference. Specifically, if you are somebody who enjoys caffeine, make sure that you're not drinking it um, anytime afternoon. Uh, that is really going to impact your sleep schedule. Schedule a bedtime. It's even better if you can have a sleep wellness routine. So try to have a fairly regular routine before you go to bed. Even if you're on vacations or weekends or holidays, try to stick to that regular schedule. Even an hour before bedtime, be intentional about what you are doing before you go to sleep. So you're not watching TV, you're not on your phone, definitely put your phone away. Maybe you're taking a bath with some Epsom salts. Maybe you are able to light a candle and do some meditating. Maybe you're able to do some journaling and reflecting and some gratitude or some affirmations, maybe some yoga, maybe just something that you can just sit and breathe, be calm, try to limit those distractions, the to-do list, stop it, whatever it is that you're doing, and try to just take some time to relax, be present, and do some mindfulness activities. Anything that is going to bring you calm and regulate your nervous system so that you can sleep a little more peacefully. Exercising regularly, that is definitely going to help you with your sleep and it seems like an odd thing but those two things really really work well together just in overall health and wellness and it's going to feel good it's going to feel like sunshine so avoid exercising right before bed because as you know if you exercise you get those feel good endorphins pumping and going and you're energetic and it's going to be a little more tricky to fall asleep but a regular exercise routine and it doesn't have to be anything fancy it could be simple as a daily walk or biking but 30 minutes at least of getting that heart rate up feeling good if you can get outside even better it's going to help you to sleep here's the other thing i'm learning your bed is supposed to be for sleeping. Well, and one other thing, if I'm being honest, that's what all the research says. It's not me. Don't shoot me. But your bed should be for sleeping. And that is it. Not for TV watching, not for doing homework, not for snacking, not for, you know, any of the things that you might be doing, checking emails. None of those things you should be doing in bed. I am so guilty. My phone is my alarm clock, which as I'm saying this, I need to probably figure out a way to make this not happen. And so I will often go to bed and I will get ready to charge my phone, which is next to my bed on the nightstand, and I will start to scroll. I'll mindlessly scroll social media right before bed, and that is probably the worst thing that I could do because oftentimes I'm seeing things I don't necessarily love or I get sucked in, and before I know it, an hour, hour and a half has gone by where I'm like on TikTok and I've one, could have been sleeping, and two, now my brain is all firing in all of the different ways and I'm not regulated to be calm for sleep. So your bed is for sleeping and that's it. Consider doing a sleep journal. This is something that might help you to really just reflect on your sleep habits to see how you can do better. If you are somebody that has an app on your phone that you can log that, you can do that. Generate um, ideas on how you can really stick to that sleep routine. So try to avoid clock watching. So I don't know if you all struggle this with, with this, but something I will struggle with, particularly on days that nights that I'm having trouble sleeping, like if it's always the night before the first day of school, I never sleep well, or the night before a big presentation or something big that's going on, I just don't sleep well. I tend to overthink everything. So 
I will often look at the clock and be like, oh gosh, if I fall asleep now, I'm going to get seven hours of sleep. And oh no, if I fall asleep now, I'm going to get five hours of sleep. And then that actually makes me sleep more, not as well. And so try to avoid that if possible. One tip that I've done is I have a notepad by my bed that if I wake up in the middle of the night, if you're like me and you wake up in the middle of the night and you think of something, I'll write it down on the notepad just so that it's like a brain dump. I can get it off my mind and on there and I know that I can look at it when I'm focused and ready and I'm not trying to sleep and I feel like I can check it off my to-do list. So that's an idea. The other thing that you might just need to do is stick it up to go for a walk, try to do some meditative breathing, breathing, get a glass of water, try to relax a little bit and just to reset and to try again. Oftentimes we get in our own heads when we're trying to sleep and we the self-talk and all of that makes it even easier. So the, any of those positive affirmations, those deep breathing, imagine a calm place. I know the old adage is to count sheep. I've never been able to do that. Oftentimes I will picture myself on the beach with the uh, waves crashing. If you've got a sound machine, sometimes that can help. Palm trees waving. I literally will imagine the breeze going off of my face so that I can try to sleep. And which goes right into this. If you can create your bedroom to be the oasis of rest and relaxation, take away all distractions, clutter, less is more in the bedroom. So right now I'm guilty of this and it's probably going to inspire me to go clean my room, but I often have clothes that are sitting out and it's, it's kind of a mess. My bedroom's kind of a mess right now, but I know that once it's clean and decluttered and it smells good and it feels good and it's just a very calm space maybe adjust the lighting to have lamps instead of bright lights it's a place where i want to go and i want to relax and when i finally lay down i literally can be like oh, this feels good right so give yourself permission to create a space so that you can honor the importance of sleep and give yourself literally a respite from the world it's going to help you to be more happy to be more impactful in your daily get to do's. So I know that so many of you out there struggle with busyness and trying to find time to do all of the things. And we think that we have to do all of the things. First and foremost, we're going to retrain our brains and our hearts and our minds to know that we don't have to. We are not determined. Our worth is not determined by how busy we are or how much we do. Our success is not determined by that. And that's a lie that we've been telling ourselves and we continue to tell ourselves for a long time. And so one, we're going to reset our brains and our hearts and our minds around that together. And it's going to start with sleep. It's going to start with giving ourselves permission to breathe, to rest, to sleep, to say no thank you, to let the to-do list be there tomorrow. It will get done. And by sleeping, by taking care of ourselves, by giving ourselves rest and refueling, we are going to be able to be more productive, more effective, and just to feel good and to be able to get those to do things or those got to do things done in a way that's more efficient. And then that's going to help us to feel good about ourselves and the people we get to serve. So friends, here's your permission. Take some time, go to bed early tonight, get some sleep, get some rest, know that it's going to help you to be a better person. It's going to feel good. It's going to feel good for your heart and your soul and your wellness. You're going to notice all kinds of 
benefits health-wise. And it's going to just, it's going to be amazing. It's simple yet hard, but we can do it together. So know this message as you fall asleep tonight. I pray and hope that you fall asleep hearing this mantra over and over. You are appreciated. You are loved. You matter. I'm so glad you are here. What else do you struggle with with your badge of exhaustion and what are some things that we can talk about together let's keep this conversation going and figure out how to live our most authentic feels like sunshine life together have a great week everyone and we will talk soon